he gets out of the car like these I don't know what you call them, these big knives, like that are, you know, pirate oh, knives. Oh, yeah, the juggler's knives, but well, I don't know what they're called. And he goes, Do you know what? I could juggle them next to your face without hurting you. And I'm like, This is not going the way I wanted it to. So, but of course, because I'm an idiot and I'm 25, I'm like, Sure. <laughs> This is Frisky North of 60. We bring you stories about love and dating in the North. I'm Karen McCall. And I'm Mark Kelly. And we're coming to you from Whitehorse, Yukon, where dating and looking for love can be long and lonely, just like our winters. Or hot and steamy, just like the sauna at your local recreation center. I first heard about Emily Lefrancois from a friend who said that we absolutely had to talk to her. Emily moved to the Yukon about three years ago from Toronto. She's a teacher and a comedian. And perhaps not surprisingly for a comedian, she's not shy to talk about the struggles of dating and being single. Well, I'm glad you're here. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. Yay, thank you so much. So clearly you moved to the Yukon for all the dating possibilities. Yes, absolutely. You'd seen this somewhere that uh, this was the hotbed of single activity. A hundred years ago, yes. Yes, that's yes. right. The and odds now were the good. tables are, you know, they turned turned around because, yeah, no, I didn't move here for the dating scene. And I didn't know anyone here when I moved here. But um, even so, I was warned. Oh, you'll see. It's pretty... It's pretty rough, and I didn't believe it. I was like, no, 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 no. It can't be worse than dating in downtown Toronto. It can't. Oh. What was that like? Well, it was interesting. And I'll just say, because we'll take any opportunity to bash Toronto that comes along. Yeah, I know. Oh, I've realized pretty quickly moving here that everyone here will absolutely bash Toronto any opportunity they get. Um, Yeah, if I open with... I moved here from Toronto. I'm afraid for my life. So (laughs) I'm just, no, 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 no. Okay. Usually I hide it for a while. Uh, No, dating in Toronto was interesting. Uh, But um, it's it's pretty much a circus, you know. There's a lot. (laughs) But uh, you have to... What's the English expression? Needle in a... Oh, a needle in a haystack. Well, pretty much. Yeah. Interesting people. But um, I don't know. I found it... Dating there, I found it hard because it was impersonal like you get ghosted all the time and then well on the bright side you don't see them at save on foods after but um in (laughs) toronto but um yeah i found it hard it's just people throw other people in the garbage and you never hear from them again it's just it was interesting that that feels like something that's pretty typical in a big city oh yeah that you're the relationships are a bit disposable i I mean it's the anonymity kind of grants that yeah which is not Yeah, because it's easy to just say, I'll never talk to that person again, because I I will not see that person again. Um, But it was also strange, because from Toronto, I moved from another northern community, from Goose Bay, Labrador, where dating was the opposite. Like, you met people through friends, because there were like 10 people under the age of 30. So you quickly know who's single and who's available. Um, I enjoyed dating there. That was fun. Like, it was a small community, but I don't know. I think I was younger, too. I was 10 years younger. How long does it take to run through everybody in Goose Bay? Not too long. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, and interesting stories there, too. I like In Goose Bay, I would go on dates with people 
you know, some people would try to set me up and they would come up with the, the, the descriptions were interesting, but I was like, I'll give it a chance. You know, oh, I think I should set you up with this guy. He's a semi-professional juggler. And I was like, oh, please sign me up. <laughs> uh, he showed up. And of course, our first date was a coffee. But there's one coffee shop in Goose Bay and it's a Tim Hortons. And like, let me tell you, after two years there, the Tim Hortons become your purgatory. I'm like, I'm not going. So I invited him to come for coffee at my house. It was spring, which means it was only minus 10. And he shows up. First red flag, he's driving a minivan. He doesn't have kids. I'm like, this is bad. He's oh. planning on killing me or something. Um, <laughs> no. the seats taken out? It was, listen, he gets out of the car. He's wearing a fedora. It's Goose Bay. No one wears anything fancy. So I'm like, okay, no, it's fine. Keep an open mind. And he goes, oh, I have a minivan because I have all of my juggling stuff in the back. I brought it because I wanted to show you after our coffee. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see this, but this is going to be so good for my, you know, my girl's dinners after. I'm like, I'm, I'm going through this. <laughs> he gets out of the car like these, I don't know what you call them, these big knives like that are, you know, pirate oh, knives. Oh, yeah, the juggler's knives, but well, I don't know what they're called. And he goes do you know what? I could juggle them next to your face without hurting you. And I'm like, this is not going the way I wanted it to. So, but of course, because I'm an idiot and I'm 25, I'm like, sure. And he goes, okay. And then at this point, there are like, there's a crowd in my driveway. I'm like, well, that's going to be fun at school on Monday. Um, and then he does, and it's fine. I still have two eyes and I'm like, okay, I survived. He goes, no, but I brought something else. And he gets out torches that he sets on fire. And I'm like, this is the like most bizarre date I've ever been on. You would think this is the worst part of the date. No. He wrote a novel and he brought the first chapter and he asked me if I could read it. And I was like, uh, sure. And he goes, can you read it now? And he watched me read it. And I was like, I will never see this man again. And so, yeah, so that's... How do you ghost somebody when there's only 10 people to ghost? Yeah, I know. And you can't ghost really in Goose Bay. So it's it's just, it. no. He tried to invite me on a second date and I, you have to, you don't have a choice. I was like, yeah, it's not going to work out. Uh, but it's, you're a great juggler. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> forced for honesty, right? Because you can't ghost. Oh, them. you can't ghost. But I made very bad choices in Goose Bay. Cause again, I was 25. So I was like, just, you know, outside of Quebec for the first time living my life as a young teacher. So I was like, just get it out of your system. Um, it's, it's just an interesting place. So then Toronto, I was like, make better choices didn't happen <laughs> and there's nope. two million people here. i mean you went oh yeah I, you went to the big leagues oh yeah 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 and uh once again i let friends set me up which i find is the worst thing you can do they love you and you're like i love them so it should be a good thing they'll set me up with really nice people first of all right now at 36 when they set me up the criterias are so low now they're like Oh, he's been out of jail for two years. I'm like, fine. Uh, it's just 25. They were like, oh, he's handsome and nice and super smart. And I was like, oh, great. Now it's like. Does he have his own teeth? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, uh, oh, he doesn't live in his mom's basement. I'm like, wow, amazing. I'm like, it's just I have no standards left. But, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, yeah, I have a friend recently. He was like. 
well, Emily, it, you should just lower your standards. And I told him, I'm like, I have no standards. My and jaw just hit the table <laughs> yeah, there. I know. <laughs> I know. Much lower can we go here? Yeah, I know. No, he was kidding. Hopefully, or I was going to have to, you know, leave my life. But no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, yeah, in Toronto, it was just different. I got tired of it. Like, the whole big city anonymity, like the... Yeah, and then once my friends were done trying to set me up in Toronto, which it took about two years, I stayed there for five other years. So I'm like, okay, now what? And then I went to online dating, which is my ultimate. I hate it so much. I don't get it. And now it seems I had this discussion. It seems like it's the only way now. And it makes me very sad because I'm like, I can't. I find it hard to have meaningful conversations with people I've never met online with the goal of like, maybe we'll go on a date, but yeah. then maybe they'll ghost me. I don't, I don't know. Well, even the fact that we use the term ghosting, we've used it. Yeah. It's, it's like we should maybe say for the handful of people out there that don't know what that means. Lucky just, them. Yeah. I mean, I think there's probably some folks who don't know. What my, maybe it's my mom. <laughs> oh, right. Other demographics. There's other demographics. So like what yeah. do, for those who are not online dating, what does ghosting mean? It's just suddenly the person doesn't answer again and they're gone, just gone for good. And you might be in a very nice conversation where you revealed a bit of yourself. You know, you're beyond the whole oh, the weather is nice. I've had that too. You know, I'm almost discussing the wind speed at this point <laughs> online. I'm just like, what about the air pressure? Oh, it's so neat. I'm like, seriously, if I have to discuss wind speed, air pressure, any, oh no. But that's the balance. I hate small talk on this, but I'm, I'm like, if you reveal yourself, you also get the chance of being ghosted, which is pretty, you know, it's not a good it feeling. Feel no, good. No. It no. doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. So the other one I heard the other day was um, match collector. Did I tell you oh. about this one? Oh, someone who just collects a bunch of matches. Just just wants to get matched. Just likes likes the it likes the, the the ego boost or the yeah the dopamine rush mm. of, of matching. Yeah, just collecting matches. And so I saw it in someone's profile. Uh, match collectors, please swipe left. Wow. Oh my god! Which was a new one for me. Yeah. It's like a Pokemon cards collector. They're like, <laughs> do you have all the Pokemons? Oh my God. Let's talk about your Yukon dating experiences in a moment. But first of all, tell us a little bit about how you got into comedy. Well, so I teach grade two and in Toronto, in the staff room, I always say elementary school teachers were the worst for like joking and venting. We have to let some steam out in the staff room. So it gets pretty raunchy or it's just joking around. And in the staff room at work, I, I would like almost make like, you know, have a set. And then people were like, why don't you do comedy? And I always thought like, oh, it's a joke. They're kidding, you know. And then I saw that I lived close to Second City. And I saw a poster where they were like, stand up comedy one, sign up. This and is in Toronto. Yeah, yeah. downtown Toronto. So I, I decided to sign up be for two reasons. Because I wanted to explore that for like the science of trying to be funny on stage. And because I thought it was going to be good for my English. I really love that part. And people always ask me why I don't do my stand up in French. I find that it's very different, like for the timing, for everything. And I love the English side of it. So I'm going to keep doing it in English. So then I signed up for Stand Up One. I ended up doing six months of classes with them, Stand Up One, Stand Up Two. And it was painful, you know, writing sessions where I'm like, I don't know, like, wow. And then you realize that it's making fun of yourself 
and your worst angles and being very vulnerable. And then if people don't laugh, it's also double the hurt where you're like, oh, and I'm not funny. That's great. <laughs> but um, yeah, so then the first time I, I hit the stage with my first set, it was like, Before the show, I wanted to move to Costa Rica. The day of, I was like, I'm giving up on my life. I'm moving <laughs> and it's not happening. It's probably not normal that I can't feel my arms before the show. I'm like, <laughs> I can't feel my arms. And so everyone was like, no, no, it's going to be fine. And a guy from my class went before me and he bombed like terribly. Mm. And I was like, I, now I don't want to go. You know, you're like, oh, God. Then I went and I realized why people stick with it because it's a lot of fun and the after is really fun too. So yeah, and then from that first show, they, they had people in the crowd recruiting for other shows and I ended up doing more. So yeah, it's been five years, two and a half in Toronto and then when I moved here. Right, because this is, this is the hotbed. This is where people come for comedy, right? Yeah, the white yeah once you've yeah. made it, it's White it's Horse. White Horse. Yeah. That's it, that's New, it. New York is no longer <laughs> first, it's now second, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. what I thought. I was like, now that I've done Toronto, let me just go to the big leagues. Let's go know. to the big leagues. <laughs> no, for real, there's an amazing scene here. I was really surprised. There I, is a good scene here. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's true. And it's very welcoming, too. In Toronto, it's hard. You get time on stage and... You end up many many shows. I ended up being the only woman on the bill, and you're like, oh my god, you're in a green room room with like 12 male comedians. So you're like, okay, I have to stand my ground. But here, I find the community is really welcoming. They invite you to shows and they tell you about open mics. So, yeah. Was dating sharing dating stories always part of your comedy repertoire once you got into it? Yeah, because in the staff room, I like I was working with. You know, most of the people working at my school were married women with children with like a family life. So they loved the stories of like, oh, Emily's single. Please tell us how horrible this is so we can go home and enjoy our family life. <laughs> When the kids like, are screaming. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or they're like, you know, oh, I will not divorce my husband after all. <laughs> and I'm like, no, please don't. No, you, you shouldn't. Unless please he's not. hot, then no. please do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like right. looking for, yeah, no, thank you. But yeah, it, was, it started there where I worked in a in a field where it's 95% women. So, you know, they love stories about dating. And the worse stories, the better. They're just like, "Oh yeah, tell us more. It was horrible." Wow. And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." It started <laughs> like that. And then when I sign up for the classes, uh, my stand up is very self-deprecating and very personal. It's just my stories. I I I tell I tell my stories. So, I was like, "Okay, I don't want to talk about teaching. I feel like it occupies 80% of my life. And it's a great job. I love doing it. But stand-up is my different, like my other world where I can be, you know, not a teacher. So I was like, then what? So dating and my hobbies were my two favorite subjects. And then I realized on stage that dating brings the biggest laughs because... Yeah, if you look ridiculous and you tell ridiculous stories about dating, people are like, we love this. So the juggler story's got some good <laughs> yeah, airtime, I, I guess. Say, like, you know what? I never did anything about the juggler on oh. stage. I should, but I haven't. Do you ever conflate stories? Like where you're like, you put the juggler in the uh, in the bedroom or something like that? No, no never. And my, my stand-up, yeah, weirdly enough, my most of my stories don't end up in 
a joke on stage. It's it's more general. Okay. It's more about dating generally. And the stories I keep for friends where I'm like, oh, they look down. I will cheer them up <laughs> by telling them <laughs> my entire love life <laughs> through the years. <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, we're not doing so bad. It's great. <laughs> have you, uh, so have you, uh, I guess, got some uh, fodder from your few years in the Yukon? Okay, the first year I stayed away from dating altogether. I was like, I'm starting a new life. I need to, you know, I wanted to have friends at first. Because friendships are like, it's the most important thing in my life. So I was like, if I have a good group of friends, then I'll start dating again. And then I met, yeah, I met some people through friends. And I went on a few dates, the, the classical fishing, fishing dates. Like literally you went fishing? Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, it was after a year in the Yukon. So I was really proud of myself. I was like, now I have a good jacket and good boots. I think I shed my city persona. I I can do this. And so he's like, oh, we should go fishing for the day. And I'm like, you know, I'm cool with it. Oh, it's so good. Then I'm Googling, what do you put on a fishing rod? And how? like, it's so bad. And then we went fishing and everything went the way I thought it would, which is my line ended up in a tree in a bush or something. And I was like, well, it's going well. Um, And uh, it started raining, like pouring. And yeah, so, but it wasn't a bad, bad date. But um, my first few dates here, I was like, oh yeah, I'm still very city. (laughs) I'm not not Yukon. But did you get your date to take a photo of you with a dead fish so you could use it on your <laughs> Tinder profile? Because that's a thing. I know. it's uh, No. For women as well. No, but do you, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. do you know why? It's because we didn't catch anything. So that's the only reason. You I just think go to the superstore and get yourself a salmon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe the, your date wasn't a fisher person either if they didn't You hold up a lobster fish. and go, look what I found. Yeah, we didn't catch anything. Oh, you're giving me some ideas. Right? It's not bad, right? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. No, you're welcome. Yeah, a lobster. I love it. Yeah. Maybe People still like, while oh. you're still standing in the like frozen aisle, like you're not going to buy Just it. Just went right? fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and and then um, I gave it again. Like I, I gave it up again because, um, you know, I ended up having feelings for one guy and it wasn't the same for him. And I was like very sad. And then... That's my thing. I'm very dramatic about dating. I'm always like one disappointment and I'm like, I will swear off man for the rest of my life. And so I took another year with no dating. Okay. And uh, I find that not being online dating is good for my mental health. I'm like, oh, this is great. And then uh, I went back to it last fall and went on a few dates. It was great, but I'm still adjusting to going on a date like, okay, let's say the first date we went on, it was ice cream at Riverside. Uh, Way to go. What a great idea. Agreed. And he suggested it. I was like, that's a winner. Like, if he knows that the chocolate soft serve at Riverside is the bomb, he's a keeper. But, you know, you end up walking with your ice cream. And I saw my school's janitor. I'm, like, waving super awkwardly. And then you're like... Okay, everyone in town sees me, and I I find it scary too. Like it's. But just, you have all this experience from Goose Bay. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I was way younger, and um, I, in Goose Bay, I kind of knew I was not going to stay there. But here, I want to stay here. I really want to, you know, plant mm-hmm. roots. So now I'm like more careful about the way I am in the community. So I don't know. It, it The guy was great. We went on a few dates and he was lovely, but it just didn't sure. click. 
So yeah, so then, uh, so I'm still trying online, uh, but I hate it. But every time I have the discussion with people, I'm like, what are other ways to meet people? Should I just stand, yeah, save on foods next to the peppers and, <laughs> and be like, oh, they look good this week, which by the way, they never do. So I'm like, no. <laughs> is there a personals in the Yukon News? Can we do that? Oh my God. We can go back, to, back in time. Is there... Th- is it still... Well, I'm sure if you, you could call them, I'm sure they would happily take your money and start a new column. You'll put it next to the firearms ads. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like, or the, or the, the heavy equipment, like the, the 25-foot concrete vibrator that I saw in there once. What? 25-foot? <laughs> right? That must be for concrete. For concrete, but, you know, <laughs> punctuation matters. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed you post a lot of like kind of funny little stories on uh, social media about dating and being single. Um, maybe I'll read one of them. <laughs> you were, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you were joking um, a, a conversation with a friend about changing your Tinder profile. This is what you said. I'm thinking of changing my bio to this more accurate bio. I look like I'm having a stroke every time I dance. I absolutely never shut up. And I certainly hope you can cook because my fridge contains two yogurts and I know every DoorDash delivery guy by his name. I take care of children for a living, so I never want to have any of my own. Anyway, at my age, my pregnancy would be called geriatric. My back (laughs) is messed up beyond repair and I complain about it like an 87-year-old grandpa. I never want to get married, but I do want to order a giant cake with a lot of icing for 100 people and eat it by myself. (laughs) And your friend says, ha, 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 you'll die alone. And you said, after eating that cake, I certainly will die. <laughs> yep. That's the thing. I feel like dating in your 30s, now you're just like, you embrace your flaws. I'm just like, yep. And th- all of this is true. So I'm like, I don't know. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's why too. <laughs> what sorts of things do you actually have in your profile? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, my profile, there's not much in it. Because, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to reveal everything there i'm just going to keep it for my facebook <laughs> i know i know my mom's always like oh you posted something but uh she doesn't speak english so she's like i didn't understand it and i'm like i've never been so glad that she doesn't speak english i love her but i'm like she doesn't know half of this stuff That's but, you, but you got references from your family on your facebook page it's mostly my grandmother who's like the she's a character she's 89 and everything about my life choices goes against everything she believes in she stayed in her village her whole life she suggested two months ago that i move back to quebec to the village where she is uh off to a great start and that she has, she found my husband. He's the lawnmower, like he mows her lawn. And I'm like, okay, isn't he like 19? And she was like, well, he's probably early 20s, but I'm like, no. So I love her, but yeah, and she's so good. She's such a character. She's like, oh, I haven't been in two years. So every time I speak to her on the phone, she's like, it's all right. Next time you come, I'll be dead anyway. And I'm like, well, yeah, she's always saying that. And I'm like, well, that's, that's not making me feel guilty. I love it. Um, she's very good with me being single. She loves it. Like, she's she's fine. But sometimes she'll say, you know, these little things where, oh, I would feel better if you had a companion. I'm like, okay, I'm going uh, to Victoria next week for the first time. And I'm going alone. I love traveling alone because you do whatever you want. And you can eat as much as you want. And no one is a witness. I'm like, I love that. And she goes... I would feel better if you went with a man. I'm like, shall I just ask a random man? Like, I, I don't <laughs> like know. Any like, man, Grandma? And then I'm like, why? I think I'm fine. Like, she thinks Victoria is south, chi- south, south side Chicago. She's like, 
it's probably very dangerous there. I'm like, okay, fine. But yeah, she still has the this side of like, it's more comforting if she's with a man and she has a partner. But in other ways, she's very modern. She's like, oh yeah, you good. It's no drama. <laughs> Just stay single. And I'm like, you were happily married for like 50 years. And she goes, yeah, but you know, stay single. <laughs> it's less trouble. <laughs> I'm like, okay. But my parents are... A very, uh, I think that's why I post so much about the little things they say. It's because they're so not judgy or they never say anything about me being single. I just love when I go back and it's extended family and you get the, you know, oh, you still, you're still single. And then you can see the wheels. They're like, what is it? <laughs> you know? What's wrong? And with I'm her? like, oh, many things. Alphabetically, or do you want them? And like, I don't know. <laughs> Point form or like a paragraph? Yeah, I'm like, do you want the thesis or the, yeah, the shorter version? Meanwhile, everyone on my Facebook is probably like, oh, I thought Facebook was the dead social media. And I'm like, oh, I didn't get the memo. I'm just posting stuff. <laughs> Whatever. It's definitely it's a fine. demographic. <laughs> you know what, though? I think people appreciate uh, posts that are more. Um, I wouldn't say like vulnerable, but more real than like, look at my Instagram perfect life, you know, mm. like people are like, oh yeah, that person's being honest and funny. So we want to read stuff like so that. So we're going to follow her. On the brighter side, you mentioned that, you know, things could be worse. You could be living with a vegan boyfriend who uses unsweetened almond milk in his coffee. And no deodorant. Oh, no, he actually did, but the the, the really oh, this was a real person. Oh, oh, it was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And he was. Uh, he, I was set up by a friend. See, never good. It's never good. And uh, yeah, I remember. You know, I was like, he was a good person, but I already had a a bit of a. Oh, I'm not sure it's gonna work out. And then yeah, coffee in the morning. He's like, oh, dairy is evil. Literally, I'm like, oh, it's never gonna work. Like I eat butter. A pound a like week. By the I'm stick? Like, oh, by the stick. I'm like, very French, bread and butter. I'm like, nope. And so, yeah, this is when I was like, no, it's not going to work. Um, yeah, he was a, a vegan. We went to a restaurant. He had like one option on the menu. And then I'm fine with that. I mean, be, like, I was vegetarian for a while, but it, it's just I ordered something that was not vegan. And he was like, you know, not lecturing me, but I'm like, oh, no, I can't live my life like this. Like, nope. I don't want to kiss your cow eating mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I like, You put that right where you eat? Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, you know what? I eat corn dogs, so it's not going to work out. No, no. no if I had to choose between you and the corn dog, I'm choosing the corn, the corn dog. Corn dog wins every time. Definitely choosing the corn dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah. So he was one of the last setups in Toronto. Yeah. So if you were to, like, sum up some things about what you've encountered with the dating scene in the Yukon, how would you do that? Oh, my God. I would say, well, yeah, it's not a big pond. It's there's not a lot. And you see a lot of people, you know, which is awkward. You know, you're like, oh, I'm friends with this person. And now I see him on my dating thing. Great. Oh, I work with this person. Even better. I'm Did you ever have swipe to- somebody just for fun? Like just like somebody, you know? Just no. For fun. no, God, no. And I really hope they do the same as I do, which is we pretend it never happened. <laughs> we never saw each other. I'm like, nope, never happened. Uh, or someone, yeah, like a sub you've seen around that's, you know, you're like, oh, this is awful. I think subs are fair game, right? Because they don't actually well, work in your school. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I don't make the rules. Right. But. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> and it's probably the only option in an elementary school 
really? setting. You're like, okay, right. But no, still, <laughs> no. Um, no. So I find, yeah, it's a small pond. And I also have this very conflicting thing in my brain where I'm a big advocate for you can be happy and single. And, you know, I, I don't feel like I say this to say this. People are like, oh, she's saying this, you know. She's lonely and sad. I'm like, no, I'm actually okay with being single. I think there's power in it too. Uh, but it would be nice to have someone. It's a plus in a life for me. So that's it. I don't have that sense of like, I'm searching for my husband. And I don't want to have children, like I said. So I'm like, it can take a while. I'm fine. It's great. It's all right. And yes, it's good stories when you're dating but taking a break is good for your brain as well <laughs> i don't know which one i like best i'm like oh i mean i know a lot of people in relationships are like they're also asking their single friends things because they want to live vicariously they're like oh the thrill of going on dates and meeting new people and, yeah you know it does make me wonder why we couple up sometimes it's like it's the grass is greener scenario mm-hmm. really. yeah do you find your comedy cathartic yes um although i I didn't have any shows in the last few months and it's nice to have a break from it because it's I'm very precise about my writing. Everything is written and like rehearsed and like you know it's it's tight. For me if it's not tight, I'm I'm not going to perform it. So it's hard to come up with new material. And in Toronto, I could do my 5-minute set a million times in different clubs and it would but here it's like Hey, 10 friends I asked last month to come to my show. I'm doing the same thing in a month. Do you want to see it? So it's hard. I find it hard to just renew my material. So I decided, uh, yeah, you know, with the COVID measures too, it was a good time. I'm like, I'm going to focus on writing. Uh, It's not going great, but... (laughs) Is it something that you'd like to do as a career or will it always be? God, no. No, it's a hobby. It's a hobby, yeah. Yeah. And it's really, it feels like a personal thing. I really love doing that. And I think I'm fairly good at it because it's torture before. So if I wasn't, I would be like, you know what, I'll, I'll start knitting, you know, do something else. But... It's kind of a challenge. I really like the challenging part of it. And I love that it's the opposite of elementary school teaching. It's like nighttime and like, like you know, dark yeah. venues. And it's a world of men, you know. And then you end up in a green room with a bunch of guys. And I'm like, and here we go, deep into the dark cave where I can understand men. <laughs> that makes me think, have you ever, like, dated a fellow comedian? Unfortunately, yes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, other another comedian friend in Toronto, she was like, oh, don't date a comedian because out of the, you know, when they're not on stage, they're very dark and depressed. And I was like, no, look at me. I'm the same person on stage. And she was like, you're not doing this professionally. I'm like, well, thank you. First of all, like, great. (laughs) Slap in the face. But I'm like, no, I'm sure it's not true. It's probably, you know, some misconception. Uh, And then, yeah, I I briefly dated one. And, um, you know, the the kind of guy, he looks like a bad idea. He's good looking, too good looking. I should have known. No idea what you're talking about. He has like flawless hair. I should, like, I'm very, you know, cautious about men with flawless hair. They just know. So (laughs) he was like, oh, uh, we should go on a date. And he knew at that point I was a 
a competitive boxer. That was my my thing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Not anymore. You can, you can probably two years of scones from baked, and now I'm like <laughs> never exercising again. I'm like panting if I walk to Riverside now. So no. But yeah, he was like, for our first date, how about we go to this park and we just fight? And I was like, wow, I like that because <laughs> that doesn't sound dangerous or, <laughs> or like stupid. And I did it. I got, we had coffee and we put on boxing gloves in the park and uh, he was terrible. He'd never done it. And I realized halfway that he was kind of like not drunk, but not sober. Uh, but like drunk enough that I could be like, oh, I could hurt him. You know, it's bad. Uh, but so still, no, wait. The thing <laughs> is, do I need to remember, like, remind you he was very good looking with good hair? And I was like, <laughs> just, you know. Yeah. So then I briefly dated him. Um, no, it's not a good idea. And now he's married with children. I'm like, you know when the one person where you're like, he's never getting married with, mm -hmm. and having children? Nope. But is he still doing comedy? Oh, yeah, and professionally, and he's very good at it. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not in his comedy, thankfully. It wasn't long enough. <laughs> I'm always, I listened to his live album, and I was like, okay, okay. Well, yeah, when's nope, he going to get to the part him. where I got my ass handed to me by this other yeah, comedian yeah. And I was then, dating? <laughs> and then you're like, he's talking about a woman he dated. Oh, my God, does it sound like me? And I was like, no, she's glamorous. It's not me. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like. Well, yeah, I wonder, are the people that you go on dates with, are they also like, oh, my God, I might end yeah. up the butt of one of her jokes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I dated this guy in Toronto um, for, like, casually dated him for a year before I moved here. And he was a chef in Toronto. And I really loved dating him. He would always come to my place, still smelling of the restaurant, but it smelled like powdered donuts. Oh, oh that's the best. And so... He worked yeah. at Tim Hortons? <laughs> yeah, it's better than the <laughs> Tim Hortons. Uh, but this guy, he learned pretty quickly that I was performing stand-up. And he's one of the first who was never like, oh, am I going to end up in one of your jokes? I really love that, like, secure thing. And I was like, is it secure or is he like, I'm not important enough? But <laughs> no, he was important. And he was a nice guy. Even when someone I truly fall for them, they usually don't end up in my thing because it's, it's very general and it's self-deprecating. So it's always like, you know, generally. It's not, oh, so-and-so in 2010 who <laughs> yeah. took me on two dates. Um, well, you know, so... These are his middle initials. I don't want to say his name, but his initials start with Bob Jones. <laughs> I yeah. find it really attractive when a guy is not like, am I going to end up in your, you know? Or do you know that the, the whole thing about stand-up, I find, I, I always have this conversation and I people disagree with me, but I think it's great if you're funny for a man. But if you present yourself as funny as a woman and you're like, I perform stand-up comedy, it's not always well-received by men. Like, it, There's a lot of, oh, I'm threatened by it, mm -hmm. where I'm like, why? Because we both know I'm funnier, but why? <laughs> no, but you're right. Maybe men, sometimes, some men want to be like the funnier one yeah. in the relationships, right? Because there's sort of something about that. And it's something, too, where I'm like, in real life, I'm not on the spot all the time. I'm not performing. I'm not like, hey, let me try to be funny, like, you know. So I'm like, yeah, you can definitely be the funnier one. But Funny is a part of the thing that men are supposed to do to attract women. It's true. In my mm. dating profile, I said something about I like a sense of humor. Yeah, it's true. It isn't attractive because, yeah, making someone laugh is sort of like a bonding moment or yeah, something. Yeah, totally. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, women like men who perform stand-up. They're like, oh, my God, and me first. Like, I told a friend, I'm like, if I date another comedian, punch me in the face. Like, please. <laughs> and she was like, I will. I'm like, never again. On a TikTok live or something. Never. Yes. Let's film it and put it online. <laughs> and, like, it's the worst. So, uh, yeah, but I find that if you're a woman doing comedy, it's not the same vibe. It's not like, you know, after the show... I only had once one person coming to me, coming up to me after a show. I'm so proud. It was a woman. And she was like, if you ever uh, like decide to bat for the other team, I was like, oh, my God, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I thought it was so flattering. I was like, oh, my God. Amazing. Emily, it's been so wonderful talking to you. Thank oh, you so much for all the sharing. Yeah, thanks for coming. Thanks. It's awesome to talk to you. And uh, if you have any upcoming uh, shows, now that the restrictions are... I guess, well, by the time this comes out, hopefully there will be a lot fewer restrictions. So, yeah, we'll post them on our Facebook page. I'd love that. Yeah, we totally will. This episode was recorded in and around Whitehorse Yukon. Sometimes we use the podcast studio at Uconstruct. And sometimes I record in my closet. Our music is by Anthony Vega, Sexy Time. Thanks for listening in. We would love to hear from you with story ideas or feedback. Get in touch through Facebook, the Twitter, or email us at friskynorthof60 at gmail.com. That's friskynorthof with the number 60 at gmail.com. We'd also love to get a rating, preferably four stars or above, from whatever podcast app you are using. Thanks very much, everybody. Stay frisky. Stay frisky. Stay frisky.